Welcome to the build-up on Balls.ie in association with Labrooks. Please bet responsibly. Visit dunlui.net for further information. Hello and welcome to the build-up here on Balls.ie, your weekly look ahead to the biggest events of the sporting week in association with Labrooks. And delighted to be joined today by Kevin Doyle, Labrooks ambassador, a regular guest here on the show. Uh, because, Kevin, it is the biggest sport, event in sport week is undoubtedly football this week because we've got two European finals, we've got uh, playoff finals and stuff like that that we'll get to a little bit later. But I um, wanted to talk to you about, the obviously, the Europa League final tonight and we'll talk about the Champions League final, of course, in detail in a second. But um, Champions, uh, Europa League final tonight, Manchester United in their eighth ever European final, but it is also on the 22nd anniversary of uh, their famous night in the New Camp um, when they... You know, won the was it the third leg of the treble? It was, of course. Yeah, and, it was. Um, you know, you often talk about being a Man United fan here. You're you were 15, I think, if if yeah. is correct. I was at my peak Man United fan. Exactly. Yeah. What yeah. what a time to be a football fan and to watch oh. your team score two goals in injury time, won by oh. the current manager. Unreal. I was actually crying before that. I thought the game was over. Um and yes, and as a peak Man United fan, I was, you know, I had all the kit, all the jerseys. I watched every game, every bit of news, every bit of transfer news, everything to do with it. Um, you know, I had the wallpaper, I had everything. Um, yeah, no, that was, I remember, I was looking back at that game, actually. At the time, you think back, what a game, Man United, brilliant, and Alex Ferguson, what a manager, and great subs and everything. When you look back at the game, Man United were pretty crap, to be honest with you, over the 90 minutes, didn't really deserve to win. Byron weren't brilliant either. But um, looking back at it now, you look, you, you, your memory is nostalgic and made it are brilliant. Um, and they were fantastic that season. But in that final, uh, they were very poor. And, mm. uh, I, I, I remember the, the surprise at the starting lineup. I remember it was it, I think Blomqvist started. Yeah. Um, it was what he was going to do uh, without scores and who was he going to play. And I think, um, yeah, I remember Blomqvist starting and uh, good old 4 4 2, can't beat it, two strikers. Um, that was near the end of that era as well for Man United um, at the time it was two centre forwards two first choice centre forwards two second choice centre forwards who inter mixed inter you know, you know Cole York Sharon Toshkar and um, that era is gone as in having to force four strikers for the top teams you don't need barely don't need one anymore the way most teams play so um, yeah that was that was fun um, great fun being in school going into secondary school as a Man United fan that season Mm, absolutely yeah like I mean and the, like that's it's funny watching the back like between the FA Cup semi-final that everyone plays all again and even just the league going down to the last day as well it was an remarkable season but that match itself it's funny I, I'm the same as you I just saw clips of it there recently and Byron hit the post and and the crossbar and like whacked the post and the crossbar they were like two really really good chances Schmeichel completely beaten like that game should have been over but it was typical United at the time like you know it's like you mentioned like who was going to fill it for skulls. We knew Nicky Butt would come in for Roy Keane, but to miss your two in a four-four-two to have both of your central mid players, two world-class players, both suspended. Beckham went in. They played Blomfus. Nobody knew what they were going to do. It is that is a kind of an underrated thing. Back then, you did have more of a first. We'll talk about what the United team is going to be tonight, but you had more of a first eleven back then. So it was kind yeah. of it took a little bit of getting used to. But there was something about that United team, Fergie time, all of that kind of stuff, like. You didn't really write them off, but to get the two, that was what I always remember. Yeah, watching that match, it's like to get the equaliser, you're like, oh, like there's a part of me that's like, you know, you're either United or you're ABU back then, you know. And I was in yeah. the ABU side, 
and you were kind of just like, oh, of course this score. They always score. They're getting ready for extra time. And then suddenly the next one goes in, and no matter who you support, you were jumping out of the seat because it was yeah, the it drama was of it all. Drama, peak football. It was brilliant. Um, and United, were, that was the first start of interchange and play. I think in the FA Cup final a few days before, I think Sherring and Solskjaer started up front in a yeah. massive game for a treble, I think. You know, as in they did have a strongest first eleven, but they did change it a lot. They had to that season, I suppose. But yeah, that was drama. I suppose Liverpool's Champions League against AC Milan a few years later was also, you know, and it turned out you didn't everything happened to beat the Man United drama. But been the last few kicks of the game, you know, if you're still celebrating the first goal and they scored a second, you you know, gone from the depths of despair to winning it again. Thinking back in that game, and you think Schmeichel, what a keeper, and he was so good. And you look at Bayern's first goal, and it's a free kick. And you think at the time it must be deflected. And you watch it now, and he's basically just, you know, decent pace, but into the goalkeeper's side of the wall. And you watch Michael, I don't know if anyone's watching how this Michael comes out and gives out to the wall and berates people, deflecting the blame from him, um, you know, as if it had gone through the wall or whatever. So you're not too sure. But now in modern football, modern analysis and all the different, even more camera angles than then, now he'd, he'd have been picked up on it. But at the time, it was like, of course, Michael, you know, off the wall didn't do his job. And you watch it, and it's gone in basically if he stands in, in the position he should be. He, you know, he just carries it or picks it up, catches it. But um, yeah, just different things at the time you don't pick up on. You look back now a bit more critical, a bit more analysis on it. And um, yeah, I, you know, it's the team you support, you're not as critical, I suppose. And they're all yeah, your yeah. superheroes. They were, they're, you know, the one to travel. You know, unreal squad of players, every one of them in fairness, legends. Yeah, remarkable to think uh, two Corkmen on that team as well, really, when yeah. you think about it now. And the conversation we even had last week about how uh, Irish players are struggling to make it. I don't know. I think because we were more used to it at the time, I don't think we even no. realised just how remarkable a thing it was. No, yeah, we didn't took it for granted. Um, I don't know whether we took it for granted or we're just, you know, now, currently, we're, we're just a bit, you know, lacking in Premier League players. So we're looking back more, you know. Yeah. With uh, in want and need. Um, imagine, imagine now we had Man United captain um, winning the treble and the fullback. Um, you know they'd be the two of Ireland's greatest sports stars, wouldn't they? Uh, in the current era, right now, and um, you know we're we're a long way from that right at the moment. But um, you never know. Things have a way of working out and coming around. Cyclical. Ten years time, we could be talking differently. Absolutely, yeah. Now, in 10 years' time, I wonder will we, or in 22 years' time, I wonder will we be talking about uh, the Europa League final of oh. 2021. I don't think it's quite the same thing. It is It is intriguing in its own way tonight, though, because, like, for United in a weird way, it's like they're in the Champions League. There's nothing as such to play for except for just the old-school yeah. winnings from European silverware. It is their first final with Solskjaer. The semi-final was the barrier. Feels to me like there could be a kind of a shackles off approach a little bit. Tonight. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird one. Like the Europa League, in fairness, it is a long marathon of a competition to get to a final. You know, a million games between between the start and now for them. Um, but like only for Man United, I would be saying you know it's a nothing, a terrible to say it, but it is. It's the Europa League. It's like most teams don't want to qualify for it, as terrible as this to say because. Um, there's nothing fine. I think it's not about money, obviously, but I think it might cost teams unless they get to the final win it, it costs teams to compete in it. So, you know, I think a lot of chairman and chief executives hope they don't qualify, or that was the case a number of years ago. Um, but still, as a Mayo fan, you're in a final now, of course, you want to win it. We won't be talking about it in 10 years' time, no. Um, we won't be talking about it on an anniversary like we just talked about them win the Champions League, but um, I'll be watching it and you want them to win it. Um, 
And it's sort of more of what it sets down, you know. It gets a thing out of the way. You just said Solskjaer's first final for Man United. If they win it, it's not something that's going to drag on psychologically or be questioned about in interviews next year, the year after, well, he hasn't won a trophy at Man United or he hasn't won a final at Man United. Um, you know, it's that out of the way and, and it allows them to progress and, you know, one notch ticked on the ladder and he can... He can get a bit of breathing space to build and go on again next season. If he loses tonight, um, you know, it's just, it's just that mentality of winning things everywhere. It's habit. It's, it breeds confidence. It makes things easier. Um, trophies, winning, everything just escalates from there. So um, definitely want, obviously definitely want to win the game. But um, from that point of view, it's important for me. It's not just a, just if we win, great. If we lose, great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In terms of the team, then it's it's fascinating because we're at the like the last game of the season, and there's still a question here over what team gets named because I think, and it kind of all comes down to Pogba, you know, because in bigger games he has gone with the Fred and McTominay kind of central partnership that shores things up a little yeah. bit. Then, so the question is, do you do that and make room for Pogba and sacrifice one of the front three, or? Do you drop Pogba altogether or do you play him in midfield and go kind of in the more attacking mm-hmm. formation? And the fact that we don't know it, I think, says a lot about where United still are in that they've definitely made improvements, but they're not quite there yet. No, well, it's the whole Pogba. It's the same conundrum we've had since to sign them, you know? Years, yeah. Yeah, it's what is his best position? Where can you play him? You know, in a final against a good Villarreal team, it's... Yeah, I wouldn't play. I wouldn't play him in the center. I would play him. I think he's too good to leave out. He's he was world class coming in from the left for Juventus. He didn't play in the center. He played I think left of a four three three. Um, you know, and it's so fluid he could end up anywhere. I'd still play him. I would sacrifice like you're not sacrificing a striker for him. You know, he gets goals. He sets up goals. He dominates games in certain games and from certain positions. I just think he leaves it too open. He's too free playing in that center position. He can wander. He dribbles. He end up. You know, he can end up anywhere which is great and exciting to watch, but totally disjoints to the team defensively if they lose the ball and at least massive gaps. So that's why he plays Fred and McTominay. Understandable, especially in a final against a good team. Um, yeah, I can see him I can see him playing Pogba. Again, also, what's the Pogba situation? We don't know. Is he going to be there next season? What's his contract situation? What, are, what sort of demeanour does he have? Is the feeling Solskjaer has, is he going to be here and we're going to have him another season or two? Well, then you want to play him in this. You want to keep him, you know, playing in the final. He's... he's you know, meant to be one of their star players. So not playing him in the final to me would say he's he's going to be leaving in the summer. So mm-hmm. that side of it to work out. Um but uh, all things being equal, I would play him out from the left, coming in, um, sacrifice someone else, not sacrifice very good. And um yeah, that'd be the way I'd look at it. Um is there any question half and who's playing at the back? That that's our problem as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's no Harry Maguire. And I think if anybody's ever kind of improved for not playing over the last few weeks, I think Maguire is definitely one of those. But like, just, <laughs> That's I'll, I'll, very I'll, <laughs> what I mean is that people see in his absence what he's exactly Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's more uh, Bailly's fault uh, than, than Maguire's, though. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, just like, is there any question then about. Like someone like Greenwood, who's coming through and is next big thing. You can yeah. be next big thing for years and suddenly be twenty five, you know. Yeah. And he did come back. He did kind of take his medicine a bit this year and came back. And his form has been really, really good lately. And he's scoring a lot of goals. And then suddenly he kind of comes to the final as like 
well, do you know what? We have to play Rashford. Cavani is a big player. You have to play yeah. him on the big stage. Uh, he's the guy we need for the final, all his experience. And it's like, well, we need Pogba because we can't we can't play yeah. him in, in his position. We have to play him somewhere else. And suddenly you're just this guy. You know, it's like, when am I going to get my chance? I've done everything I can. Yeah, um, yeah that's just football. That the, is, yeah. You know, squads, you're going to play some, you're not going to play some. He's probably the younger, least experienced of them. He's very good, great potential, and he has delivered at times this season. Um, yeah, that's football. And as a professional, you just have to get used to that. You're going to be picked some days, you know, go out next If he doesn't play in this final, you go out next season, play better all season. Um, make sure you're picked next year in the, in the massive games. Um, you know, there's an argument for him playing ahead of Rashford. I mean, Rashford has been firing on all cylinders lately. Um, Cavani, for me, definitely has to start. Um, I'm not just jumping on his bandwagon, but I'm singing his praises all the way forever. He's my favourite centre-forward, and he still is. I can't believe how good he still is at his age and fit and strong he still looks. So, um, Yeah, I would be more, you know, not the Pogba Green would be more Pogba or Greenwood Rashford for me. Um, you know, if I was going to go for one, I still think he'd play Rashford and Cavani, though. Um just for experience, but Greenwood, great option. If he is coming on, he changes games. He does make a difference. Um, he could start. Of course, he could start. We don't know. Obviously, we don't know. But um, I would, I wouldn't. I would pick the other three ahead of him for this one. Yeah, fair enough. It's going to be a fun game. I think there's still nothing like a Man United uh, game like this to get the to get the the pulses racing. Be you a United fan or be you absolutely the biggest Villarreal fan of all time? All of a sudden, as we all start watching tonight, but. Uh, <laughs> It should be fun, but the the bigger game, you know, uh, obviously is on Saturday night. Yeah, um, City versus Chelsea in uh, Estadio de Drago, the the new home of European football, it seems, um, in Porto. So, you know, Chelsea kind of like we're talking about it being very similar to 2012 and the way they kind of you know yeah. uh, had a, a poor enough season, but sort of like had this run in Europe and suddenly be, uh, uh, won the Champions League. There's definitely signs of that, but it does feel more like that this is City season in general in terms of the story of the season and the way things have, the way Pep has kind of rescued yeah. uh, the year as it's gone along. He won manager of the year, which I think was an interesting one in itself, given some of the performances. But it does show you actually the way it it, it wasn't just another City season where they were expected to go and do everything. They were in a fair crisis, and he can, he's completely turned it around and made them into this kind yeah. of like unstoppable force again. Yeah, crisis from last season. Liverpool win the league and winning it easily. City not, you know, not getting near to challenging, but no pressure under them in the end. And a crisis in December when they were way off it, weren't scoring goals. You wonder, you think it's going to be the end for him? You think he's going to leave at the end of the season or even leave around Christmas time? And he's turned it right around. It's amazing how football win games, turn it around, and end of the season, manager of the year, Champions League final, won the league easily. Um, you know, all that from probably middle to end of November. To now, complete change. Um, like Chelsea, Chelsea. I was right, mate. Aston Villa at the weekend. You were, yeah, yeah. The only one to call it. Yeah, I said I uh, fancied them. Chelsea have gone so well, and two got everyone loving them. To in the space of two weeks, you know, a little bit of a they snuck into the Champions League, but they lose the big game at the end of the season where you felt like they had to win that to get in. They lost it. They were lucky. Uh, they were lucky Leicester didn't capitalise on it and, and let it slip through their hands. Um, and then they lose the FA Cup final as well. So, to Leicester. So, 
all of a sudden they're going from being on a great run and, and everything's brilliant to on a downer in the last just when they didn't want it when they really want to be hitting their peak so that's why I'm, I'm, you know it's a one-off game Champions League final and you, you raise their game and you see yeah listen of course they could win it but I just feel everything is sort of lining up for Man City Chelsea's form lining up for them Man City's form and, and the story and everything that goes with it and finally Pep Guardiola breaking that Champions League without Messi managerial thing which he's sort of a little bit carried around um you know he went to Bayern Munich to win it and didn't do it and he went he's gone to Man City to change the club around he's obviously done fantastic things but the, the repeated aim has been we need to win the Champions League and he said it himself that it won't be a success unless we win the Champions League so no better time and I think this is the, obviously the best opportunity against the Chelsea team that aren't firing all cylinders yeah, do you buy into do you buy into Chelsea haven't beaten them twice this season? Yeah. Um, yeah, listen, everything helps, and it is a you're playing a team and you're you beat them all the time, or you score against them. It's it's you know becomes natural, becomes easy to beat these. You score against you. We always get good results against these, and then that is the thing. Yeah, psychological little barrier. Um, but Chelsea when they beat them, you know, four about four weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, about that they were going well at the time, Chelsea. Yeah, um, and that's uh, you know you have to look at it like that. Obviously, Tuchel must have a little thing on 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 Pep. Maybe he has a a way of playing against them that that doesn't uh, doesn't doesn't help Man City. But I don't know. I just I think that will have a little. It does have a little factor. I know it did with me as a player. But I just think Man City are, are so full of confidence and going into this and and Chelsea. And I just think it it'll override that. Um, but yeah, you're right. It does. It, it's not. It's not something to be just sniffed at and, and said. No, that doesn't affect. It definitely does affect players. Affect managers. Makes them think. And Pep's been known in the Champions League to overthink it, I think. It's one argument we've had about, and you know, maybe that thing like that, I've lost to these twice now, I have to be tactically different. Or, you know, you do feel he stresses a little bit and overthinks things as as, as he did last year, I felt. And, uh, you know, that's all a test. We'll see. Saturday night, it'll be interesting to see his lineup and his, how they go out on the pitch. You won't know really from the team he picks, but more how they set up on the pitch. And you'll know in the first five minutes whether he's made any tactical changes or what. Saw an interesting stat that only one in ten of the last first-time finalists um, in the Champions League have won. Uh, City yeah. won them as Borussia Dortmund in 1997, but going back to Sampdoria in 92, I think it's been a load of them, and they've all lost. Now right. I wouldn't buy in too much of that, but obviously there is something to it. But I wonder, City to me are kind of beyond that because they've been around for so long. They've won yeah. five league or whatever. They've won four of the last five uh, Premier League titles. This this group more or less you know they've got the manager they've got the experience they've got a load of champions league campaigns that they've fallen short on like this isn't going to be a kind of a big game experience thing by any means isn't it no i don't think so like some of the big premier league games are as big as this champions league game um the manager has won it before he's been there before so you know i don't know that you've caught me on the hop with that stat but i'd imagine most of those teams are saying those players this would have been their first Champions League final, their managers maybe first Champions League final, um, and 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 even you're having Santori in too. Back then, the Champions League final was so much bigger than a league game. Um, whereas now the Premier League is so big, and some of the games in the Premier League are so you know hyped up so much. You know there won't be any difference for them going into this than there would be you know pressure wise or or in awe or whatever than it would be just a normal a, a Premier League game against maybe Liverpool at the weekend. So um, I think it's sort of evened itself out that way. Yeah. The, the, I dropped my pen there. <laughs> the, the last English team to uh, to win in their first uh, game, uh, for, first time out 
is uh, Aston Villa 1982, just to kind of make sure we uh, <laughs> that actually happened. A few that's times that. uh, I'll hold off on your prediction because we're going to do one, two, three very quickly. Right. Uh, one, two, three, play it every week. Uh, you pick the scores uh, in three games uh, over the course of the weekend. You get one right, you get a one euro free bet. If you get two, you get a five euro free bet. You get all three, you win a hundred euro cash. It's absolutely free to play. Kevin picks his scores here with us every week. And we've got a couple of games that I don't expect you, especially with one of them, to have too yeah. much of an uh, informed choice on. But they're massive games in their own right. Uh, starting with the two playoff finals in the Championship and League One. Starting with the Championship one. Yeah. Uh, Brentford versus Swansea. Uh, Swansea with Connor Harrahan on loan there, playing really, really well this season. Um, Ryan Manning also there as well. Brentford, who's been so close for a few years now, they rebuild their squad every year and they seem to do it just as well. Like there's a part of me that would just love to see them finally. Yeah, I think I think they're in a decent stadium and all now. They're, they're, yeah, they're really stadium, Brentford. Yeah. I watched the game they played. I was watching the game against um, Bournemouth um, the other day. Um, I thought, you know, you think it's all over for Brentford to go one 0 down early and and um, they showed great, you know. I suppose, mental strength or whatever to come back into the game. Their manager impressed me, just his demeanour on the touchline, his belief. Um, so I'm going to go for Brentford. In, you know, just, you know, so difficult, these games. I played in the Championship playoff final uh, for QPR um, and we were shite, useless, didn't show up at all. And we won the game against Derby. Derby, done. I don't know how they didn't win the game. They absolutely played us off the pitch. And we won. Bobby Zamora scored a nice goal, maybe ten minutes to go. Um, I think we we're even out of ten then. And, and uh, so you know, form goes out the window a bit. You, you can get a bit of luck. We were useless, and we won. So um, you know, uh, things go your way. Your way. Hard to call. You wouldn't go on just on a performance. You can win one-off games, but I just feel Brentford are set up. I just liked them the other day against. I just got a good feeling against watching them against Bournemouth. Um, so I go for Brentford. I go for close games. One nil, Brentford. One nil, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, why, why, why was, um, why were you so bad? Was there a tension thing going on, or was no, 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 the lack of it? Actually, we had a really experienced squad, um, experienced manager, and Harry Redknapp. All the players had been there, done that a million times, you know, and we were just crap. I couldn't tell you why. We were probably too laid back, maybe I don't know. Um, we had a two week break leading up to it, and I remember maybe 10 days we've been the semi-final and the final member hired not giving us like three or four days off and a weekend off <laughs> i went to center park or somewhere with the wife and kids and i remember thinking this is this is you know nice and chilled out and you know we won the game so his decision was maybe right we were you know derby made a few individual errors in that game as well as they played you know and, and maybe that was because they were so wound up and so errors they shouldn't have made um i remember I think richard kyo made one for the goal actually and maybe it was because they were, you know, psychologically they were, we we had chilled out, relaxed, played crap. We hadn't played well anyway, really, to be honest with you, uh, the second half of the season. So it probably wasn't against our run of form. Um, we just managed to sneak in probably due to our, you know, results up till the last couple of months of the season. So, um, yeah, no, it was, it was hard to pinpoint why we were, were bad, but it wasn't through nerves and the amount of players and experience in international players and, and that QPR team, it was... Maybe our legs. Maybe we just didn't have the legs. Big pitch, sunny day. We were all probably an average age of 31, 2, 3, 4. <laughs> and they, they were young as Derby. Yeah, wow. Fascinating stuff. Um, yeah, just such a massive game, though, as well. Like, you know, uh, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's a great one to have played in, I think, in its own way, even if it's mixed memories, I suppose. Uh, 
Champions League, we'll skip to we'll we'll skip to the League One uh, one, which is the last game played on on Sunday. Blackpool Lincoln. Uh, I actually saw a bit of both semi-finals. I was watching kind of the Sunderland mad comeback and Aidan McGeady's brilliant performance in the first half. But in yeah. terms of Lincoln, they hung around and they stuck with it and they got their the two goals back and in wow. the end. Sunderland were nowhere. Um, yeah, Aidan had a great season as well, didn't he? Uh, Sunderland yeah. finish. Um, I, I, you know, surprised Sunderland. I just felt, I felt they were going to do it. They dropped off, they were in the top two, and, and then I end up in the playoffs. And when you're thinking you're going about Mac and end up in the playoffs, it can be tough. Um, we thought they were going to beat Lincoln when they came back the other day. Um, be interesting to see where Aiden ends up. Other than that, I don't know a whole lot. Played against Blackpool a few times over the years. I have nice nostalgic memories of going to Blackpool and staying on the seafront and, and going for a walk along the pier and all that in the middle of winter with my different teams. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's all I've got to go on I'm afraid I'm going to go Blackpool uh, Mick uh, just the memories of playing there and uh, Bloomfield Road I mean, we got, I'm getting the name right uh, yeah I just felt it was always windy, wet and raining there <laughs> i go for yeah. winter time in Blackpool yeah. uh, i go for actually I played against Blackpool I'm extending this year my son was born the day before and they got me a taxi from the hospital. I hadn't slept to go straight to Blackpool to talk out and play the Saturday game, and I didn't even know where I was. The game was on TV, actually. If you were ever to look up highlights of that game, watch me. I hadn't slept in about 24 hours, hadn't eaten, and I was like a zombie, didn't know, know where I was playing the match. But um, score we won anyway. Amazing. <laughs> uh, what, what score did you go for? I go uh, playoffs. Oh, no, you know what? I'm going to go for goals in this one. I go 3 2 Blackpool. There you go. I actually had three ones, so there we go. And we're both going off absolutely nothing, except for maybe maybe they're so used to the wind and the rain and the, that May in Wembley won't suit yeah. them. That's the only thing probably working against. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm the one that we actually have. Look, as I said, this will be the this will be the week that you win the hundred quid. You know what I mean? And going <laughs> going blind yeah. on Blackpool versus Lincoln, but well, uh, Man City versus Chelsea. Then what what do you think? I think you're leaning towards City. Yeah, I am leaning towards City. Um, I'm going to go with a City win. Um. Trying to think of the scores in this one. I'll go 2 1 Man City. 2 1 to Manchester City. Okay, well, that would mean uh, Pep Guardiola got his Champions League medal without Messi. It will mean that Manchester City are finally on the European Cup slash Champions League honours list, uh, the latest English team to do it. So it should be a fascinating night on Saturday. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Look forward to tonight's game as well. Enjoy both of the games, Kevin, and we'll talk to you about some uh, riveting Ireland friendlies coming up uh, yeah. over the next week or so. Looking forward to it, mate. Thanks a million, Kevin. You can play one, two, three as well for absolutely free. Um, just pick a sco- uh, score line in all three of those games. Again, if you get one right, you win a euro free bet. If you get two, you win a five euro free bet. And you get three, um, you win a hundred euro cash all on ladbrooks.com. Please do always gamble responsibly. Visit dunlouis.net for more information. We'll be back with more build up with Kevin next week. And also keep an eye out because Jason Quigley, uh, other Labrooks ambassador, is fighting on Saturday night against Shane Mosley Jr. We'll have part two of his fight diary from Las Vegas uh, coming up over the next couple of days. And we'll speak to Jason after the fight as well. And do also uh, try and check out that fight. Uh, Jason, going to bring a nice big gold belt home on the plane on Sunday night uh, from Las Vegas all the way to Bunny So uh, we'll keep an eye out for that.